The holidays are just around the corner. And if you're looking for a last minute gift idea, 32 Below, Froyo and More has gift cards. They have paninis, frozen yogurt, adult floats, endless mimosas on the weekends. So make sure you like them on social media. Go check them out. They're located here in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, and they've got something for the whole family. Welcome to Keeping Tabs. I'm Tab the Croc, and every Monday, I talk to someone here in North Idaho, the goal to connect more people in the Coeur d'Alene area. And then every Friday, I talk to someone outside the community to bring in a new perspective and to learn a little bit about yourself. Good morning. I have Travis with me with Pulse Productions, and I have known Travis for a while now with um, nonprofit work he's done with, we've partnered with him before, um, and he has a production company. So I'm going to let Travis kind of talk about what he's doing um, and a little bit about his company. And thank you so much for joining me this morning. Thank you for having me. Yeah, um, Pulse Productions has started as like a wedding videography business and Ever since we've been really inching our way into professional marketing, helping people create high quality commercials, get their vision down and their brand down. And um, when I first started, it was like my passion was creating really cool videos. And now it's shifted into how to help businesses really express their vision, express their voice and show who they are in a unique way and educate people in the area as to why that's important. And he's been doing some, which I think is really cool, <clears throat> some live streaming stuff. Um, since yeah. we're all in the middle of COVID, uh, you had to get creative on stuff. And I know personally you worked with the chamber and you you, you videoed me in the, the Centennial Trail and then live streamed it as like an upbeat breakfast. Yeah, yeah. It's like um, I've been trying to help the local networking groups like the chamber figure out how they can still do their events without it just being stuffy like a zoom call that's just you know one person talking so i create video elements and intros and transitions and stuff and find a way to produce that with the live segments with pre-recorded segments basically like the news does it and it's been an adventure because I had never done anything like that. And if I tried to convince someone to do something like that pre-COVID, they would have thought I was crazy in this area. But it's been our saving grace to have big events or connect our communities in a way that's still really high quality. And a lot of our local businesses have never done anything like that before. Oh, and that's so true. I think uh, COVID has definitely open our creativity on how we do events or marketing or video. Um, like you said, you had to get real creative on how, how do you can still help and reach so many people? Yeah. I remember at the chamber's annual meeting, which is like their, their huge, huge one. We literally had a zoom call being fed from my camera casting into the other room. And then that was streaming to Facebook live. And there were several different mics going here and there. And every time they'd start to speak in the room, it would start an echo. So I'd have to reach back to the soundboard and um, turn it down. And then I was also playing videos and then switching the camera to show the Zoom screen when someone was Zooming in to talk. And it was, we split the room in two because we couldn't have more than 50 people per room. And it was uh, an experience. And I, 
almost, I usually like to be under pressure, but I would have liked to practice a few times. Well, uh, <laughs> the point is that, you know, Idaho, we were at a different level and it was like a day before it was like, okay, yeah, we have to go back and we can't have that many people. So which that's why you had to kind of move on the flies because they went from, okay, you can have the event to, nope, we have to do it through Zoom, through video. And so um, you had to think on the fly. <laughs> yeah, it, it was crazy. Um, we had, we were all standing there in the bay of the resort, the CEO of the chamber and the the director and his staff or and the and daryl's staff and we were standing there like okay what are we gonna do <laughs> and we were all spitting ideas back and forth and i'm like okay so this is how i think it could work and i explain it all and they're like would that actually work and i'm like i don't i won't know until i plug it all in but that's our best shot so uh, let's show up three or four hours before the event and just start plugging things in and see what works. I love it. <laughs> it was awesome. Um, so let's look a little bit about you. Um, what was Travis like as a, a little kid? As a little kid, I asked a lot of questions. I was constantly uh, asking mom questions and then, you know, hey, quiet. No, we don't, we don't talk about that. <laughs> like, just always just wondering about everything around me and you know at church kind of frustrating the youth pastors but what about this but what about this I, this doesn't make any sense to me you're one um, of those kids <laughs> yeah yeah never really took anything at face value but it helps with my attention to detail the why the why uh the kid that always says why right <laughs> why or what is this um but well, like i don't I jumped straight to creating my own theories and then like, I think this and this and this. But. I love it. <laughs> um, so what is a life lesson you have learned the hard way? Life lesson I've learned the hard way is um, probably having to protect yourself. Like I always like to give a million chances to just about anybody and you know believe in the best in people or like oh okay maybe this is the time this person's not going to be like that <laughs> but I've found over time that you also need to set your own standard and boundaries to make sure that you aren't hurting yourself just by trying to believe in the best in people oh it's so true because people uh, yeah, people can always have that redemptive moment, and they also have to have someone give them that opportunity. But you can't let your own personal success drop down because you're trying to save someone else. That's so true, too. Um, it can be a good quality, and it can be a tough quality. And like you said, it's like, like you said, a life lesson you learn the hard way is that so a lot of times people will tell you who really who they are. Um, you know, the first time, but um, you always want to believe that everyone has that good side inside them. Yeah, it's it's a hard lesson to learn, and that's not normally my go-to, but I don't know. I guess I felt inspired today to <laughs> shift it up, but. Um, so you are a natural-born entrepreneur. You have taken your company and kind of just like really run with it, and you like fully in, constantly marking yourself, trying to get creative, um, what kind of inspires you to be your best self or inspires you to do your best or, you know, 
take the path of this entrepreneur? I kind of, I feel like an entrepreneur is a certain type of person that will be your best employee, but also your shortest lived employee, <laughs> depending on how much time, how much space you have for that person to achieve, because it almost becomes like an obsession to figure out the next step to like, okay, is this the best it can be? Okay, what will, okay, next step, next step. And then you set your goal much higher than you're probably realistically going to be able to reach. And then wherever you fall beyond reaching that goal, you just set it again. And it's kind of a fun game. And it's like, well, no one else is doing it. I'm just going to throw my, <laughs> throw my thing in the ring and just go for it. And um, I think that that drive of the excitement of feeling a little bit of success, feeling that I've built something and knowing that I've created something, not only with the content that I create, which I really enjoy, but the, the business sense where you're making these connections with people and people are really appreciative of what you're doing and telling people about you and wanting to support you it's a, it's a good feeling to build something from nothing. Yeah. So um, you're a Coeur d'Alene local, right? Yep. Coeur d'Alene, Coast Falls, kind yeah. of the same thing. So, and you're originally <laughs> from the area? Mm -hmm. Awesome. So what is your favorite restaurant in the Coeur d'Alene, Post Falls area? Well, my dad works at Beverly's, so I have to throw a little thing out there. <laughs> I mean, I enjoy... I always enjoy that food and I worked there for several years. Well, and I think um, with that place, if you don't, if you don't live in Coeur d'Alene and you're listening, Beverly's it's, it's good food, but it's also about that atmosphere and the view. Yeah. Yeah. That it's like, it's about the most luxurious restaurant experience that we can muster in our area. And it's definitely a nice touristy, like great feel. Um, trying to think of what my favorite restaurant would be though. I really, really like uh, fire pizza down on Sherman. Um, my girlfriend and I, we, we definitely enjoy getting some of that. And <laughs> it's, and it's a great location. It's close to everything. Yeah. And um, it's nice to walk around, especially in that area. This time of year is really nice with the lights and oh, it's magical in downtown Coeur d'Alene. Yeah, I, I love that. Just that whole strip walking up and down the shops and I wish I could do it more <laughs> these yeah, days. I'm very fortunate to live downtown, so I, I try to do as much as possible. Um, so outside of creating content, I mean, you, you've done a lot of work for nonprofits, uh, almost free. I mean, I know you've worked with for a very low cost to really help these nonprofits create, create good videos and content. You and I work together at the Children's Village and um, I really think that's great how important you, you see these nonprofits and helping these, you know, helping kids, helping other people in this community, which is a, a testament to who you are. Um, outside of being this great guy, what are your hobbies and things you do outside of um, your work? Uh, well, you know, the old entrepreneurial thing where you never stop working necessarily. Oh, <laughs> like, I like to play video games here and there, longboarding and snowboarding and that kind of stuff. Um, family time, 
I mean, when I'm forced to close the laptop and not edit and be present, then, you know, (laughs) chasing, chasing the kids around, watching some movies and stuff like that. Um, Mostly work is my hobby. I get it. I get it. (laughs) Um, So if you had a billboard in Coeur d'Alene or Post Falls or even out of the freeway and it could say anything you wanted on it, what would it either have or say on it? Depends on if I want to create a wave or do something for marketing. (laughs) Man, that's a tough one. Um, It would be super cheesy here and have it say like, be good to each other. And then right below that say, leave each other alone. Mm. Yeah. Just like everyone just, just stop. Just let people be themselves and stop being so concerned. And <laughs> Oh, it's so true. And I'm like, I'm on social media all the time with my job and things, but like people and like TikTok, I don't know if you do a TikTok. I love TikTok. And on there, like some people, they just are like obsessed with other people's lives and telling people what they need to do and what they mm-hmm. should do. And they feel entitled that they need to know everything. And I'm like, wow, don't you have your own life? Yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. And, you know, I, I just, everyone's just trying to do what they are doing. Mm -hmm. Everyone's just trying to live and people need to relax and let people be. I mean, you can disagree, but you don't have to get so frustrated. You don't have to fight. You don't have like, some of my best conversations are with people who are on the complete other side of the aisle from me personally, and we can talk all day. And it's like, hmm, I, I still don't agree with you. I'm like, okay, shake hands, smoke cigars, and just move on. <laughs> so do you have um, a hero or someone in your life that you really look up to? Hero, hmm. Uh, that one stumps me. <laughs> I, I, I had heroes when I was a kid and I really, uh, I really like fan out over certain people, like certain celebrities and stuff like that, that I see are doing really cool things and I'll like obsess about their work for a while and then move on. But uh, I, I guess I'll go with an old one. I like George Lucas for creating Star Wars. <laughs> Uh, I think that it was really cool how he he made the original movies and everyone didn't like that he went back and made the new ones before. But before he made that very first movie, he had written the entire story of one, two, three, four, five, six. Like he is a master storyteller and the fantasy elements and that feeling where you have a farm boy meeting a wizard and going to save the princess put into space. It's really cool to see that creative um, element that he brought into it and how much like of his soul he poured into something and he made a lot of money off of it. So that's cool for him also. (laughs) Um, And I think that's that's a key point in your kind of career is storytelling. Um, like I said, back to the children's village, you have to take the story of a children and like really tell the story, but in a unique, 
creative way that people actually want to listen, not like, okay, let me read you the mission. Let me read you what we do. And like, yeah, that's great. But you got to tell the story of a child that's been affected by this or someone that has like really been affected by that nonprofit. Is there a reason that you're drawn to really helping nonprofits? Yeah, I think that nonprofits have, I, I used to work in the hospital and I worked in the um, behavioral health unit for several years and then the youth uh, psych unit, chemical dependency. And there were so many dark stories. These people at like the, they were at the darkest moment of their lives. And I see these nonprofits helping people in that moment where they are at their, their wits end. And it's, they're important stories to be shared, especially if they can be done in a way that drives people to the cause or that helps people understand exactly what these nonprofits are doing. My time in the hospital taught me that we need these programs. And if the government isn't creating the ones that are able to help everyone, especially around here, we need these programs that are filling in the gaps because otherwise these people go unhelped and these people, there's just no solution for them. And yeah, I mean, I loved, I really, really loved that video we did because we had the staff and people who have been influenced and helped by um, Children's Village. And we didn't tell them what to say. We just had them tell their story. And then I sat down after it was all said and done and just started watching these stories unfold and then doing my thing with the cutting and the, you know, the doobly-doo. And that was really, really cool to see these stories emerge in the moment where some people were crying or some people were sharing these really important stories and moments of, of their lives with these kids. And it's just powerful stuff. And if I can bring that to the public, then I'm so down. Yeah, and I, I mean, you made me cry with the video. I think you made most people that worked at the Children's Village at the time because we were able to see this, but then seeing it at like an event and then seeing more people cry and be touched by your work. Um, but like, yeah, we had a police officer come in and tell his story. We had one of the staff, we had a couple staff. I mean, it was just, it was way moving. And I love how you were able to create that story um, without you knowing, like, I mean, you knew some about it, but you were able to really dive in and create that story so that it, you know, that video helped raise thousands and thousands of dollars for the Children's Village. Yeah, it was really powerful. And those are some of my favorite types of videos where it's like, I don't know what we're creating. Let's just see what comes out of this. I like that when I'm creating a video, and that's my process is I, I, I throw it all in there. I, I cut all the crap, <laughs> get rid of everything I don't like, add some music to it, and then just kind of trim and let it take. Once I have watched it all and chosen the song, whether it's weddings or anything else, and these are only specific projects that this works with, once the song, once I pick the song based off of what I've seen and everything, what just matches the feel, then everything I cut from there matches the song and it goes into the, it, it almost edits itself, whatever flows and it kind of takes life in its own way, these videos. And it's, it's just a really cool experience to see something, especially a video like that, where I know that there's a lot of good things that people said and it's just removing everything and making it 
making it come to life. And it's so cool to see it come to life. That's so cool. Um, and it's just, yeah, it was magical for sure. Is there something in your career, you know, starting your own production company, is there something you wish you would have known before starting it? Um, I've always really learned on the fly. Mm -hmm. I think that, you know, if I would have just known some editing things or uh, shortcuts or ways that things could go more quickly, I definitely would have liked to know those earlier. Um, as far as just in general business goes, I've really appreciated the journey yeah. and learning as I go. And it feels like business feels like marketing, like it changes so often. While you have business in this area where everyone, it's all handshakes and everyone knows each other and it's all referrals and stuff like that. Um, the way that things have unfolded, I probably wouldn't have wanted to do it any differently. And I learned things about when I wanted, when I would have wanted to learn them. That's great. Um, so if someone's listening and wants to hire you or get a hold of you or figure out if it's a good fit for them to work with you, how do they go about doing that? Well, you can always visit my website. That's at www.pulsecda.com. And then if you just want to watch on social and connect on the things we've done, it we're on pretty much every social platform at, at Pulse CDA. So um, that Pulse CDA is our uh, bread and butter for finding us and connecting. Right. Yeah. And then you can go see some of the stuff, the work that they've done, um, you know, whether it's for Children's Village, whether it's a wedding, whether it's, you know, some other uh, marketing that you've done for another company. Um, you can go see that. So last question, um, we're all going through like a rough time. COVID's not fun. People are losing their jobs. People are going through mental health issues. Um, you know, there's just a lot that has people getting sick. Um, can you leave us with one piece of positive advice as we all go through these, these weird times? Um, just to leave a little positive nugget for these guys. Yeah, I'd say wherever you are, whatever you're doing through this hard time, just remember that it will pass. And that even though this is the new normal right now, you have to keep pushing and you have to keep building your life up and taking every day and being like, well, there's not anything I can do about this except continue to do. And I think we should all just continue doing what we know is right and pushing forth because that's just the best way to go. <laughs> yes, exactly. Well, thank you so much, Travis. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Keeping Tabs. If you like what you heard, make sure you subscribe to my YouTube, Spotify, or iTunes to listen to all the great interviews. Keeping Tabs is all about people, telling the story of some amazing people we have in our community and across the world. So make sure you subscribe, like, and follow along.